After on-and-off negotiations for the better part of a year, congressional leaders have reached an agreement on a new stimulus package. We can finally report what our nation has needed to hear for a very long time. More help is on the way. It is a strong shot in the arm to help American families weather the storm. The $900 billion relief bill includes a lot. Extended unemployment benefits, checks for many Americans, and aid for small businesses. But one of the things it doesn't have is direct financial aid to struggling states and cities. Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson was one of the few Republican governors pushing for state aid to be included in the deal. This morning, we spoke with him about what's in the stimulus, what he thinks is missing, and what it could mean for states and the economy. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, December 21st. Coming up on the show, how the $900 billion stimulus plan looks to one governor. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. Morning, Governor. Morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good this morning. It's Monday. It's 8 a.m. Bright and early. I see you've got it. When the governor and I spoke this morning, Congress had just announced that they'd reached a deal on a stimulus package, but the final language hadn't been released. Um, I wanted to start out by talking about the stimulus bill and specifically what's not in the stimulus bill, which is direct aid to states to help fill budget shortfalls. This is something that you've been pushing for. In September, you joined with New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and some other governors in asking for state aid as part of a new stimulus package. How would you describe the situation that many states face when it comes to their budgets, and what kind of help do you think states need from Congress? First of all, it's very. Every state's in a different circumstance, budget-wise. Some states have increased revenue one year over another. Others have lost revenue one year over another. And so I think it's going to take a lot closer examination to know exactly what is uh, the right relief we need to provide for the states. And then secondly, uh, the Congress took a very pragmatic approach, which I understand there was not agreement on relief to the states that needed to be put off down the road and give us the package now of relief to our citizens, which is the highest priority. Let's talk about Arkansas's budget before the pandemic hit. What was the state of Arkansas's budget back earlier this year? Well, of course, we have a balanced budget requirement, so we never go into a deficit. Our budget was strong before COVID hit, one of the lowest unemployment rates in our history. Uh, And then when COVID hit, we did tighten our budget some. Right, you did cut the state's budget by $350 million in the beginning of the pandemic. 
Why did you decide to do that and what areas did you cut? We just did about a 5% across the board reduction in our expenditures. And then we set aside uh, some reserve money so that if there was an education need or public safety need, then we could fill that without being harmed. And so basically we managed our way through that. And that's just like any family, whenever you have uh, revenues uh, reduced, you tighten the belt and we did that in state government. But I mean, if you look actually year over year, uh, our revenue actually went up just a little bit. The result is we actually have a $240 million surplus right now as we go into the legislative session next year. Now, I'm worried, and there's some legitimate worries about the future as to how long this robust economy that we have here in Arkansas can continue. And we do have some worries about other states. Arkansas will not do as well economically if they're struggling in New York, if they're struggling in Illinois or half a dozen different states because we're producers for them. So we are a united economy, and that's why I'm okay supporting the whole of the states in some reasonable package for them. But just in terms of Arkansas, we managed our way through it. So what do you think that age should look like for other states? I think we just have to look at it carefully and we have to make an honest case as to what is COVID related. And like Florida, for example, they've been hit tremendously because they're so dependent on the tourism industry. Uh, I think there's a legitimate case for some of these states that have to have some uh, financial assistance. Congress just put in money to the entertainment industry, to the travel industry. Well, If states are adversely impacted by those same restrictions and consequences, you could make a good case for assistance. And that's what we want to do is go into it and be more specific and uh, make sure there's the proper parameters for it and guidelines for it so that everyone is satisfied it's going to COVID-related budget shortfalls. What have you heard from city mayors around Arkansas about their budgets as a result of COVID? By and large, our cities and counties are in good shape financially, year-over-year revenues despite COVID. Part of it is that we did adopt an online sales tax requirement, uh, which was really important Whenever you look, we didn't know COVID was coming, but we did it in terms of fairness, where for the first time we're collecting sales tax on online sales. And so our cities and counties got the benefit of that as COVID started and everybody increased their online sales. So that helped them significantly. Secondly, the first stimulus checks came at a time when people spent money. And so when they spent money, the sales tax uh, generated revenues for our cities and counties. And uh, those are the primary sources. Of course, the property taxes uh, are not impacted. And so they have come through this very well. Some of our rural areas always struggle just a little bit. And there's a few cities and counties that have been hit. But by and large, all of them come through it just like the state has uh, fairly well. Arkansas has not put into place some of the more comprehensive social distancing restrictions that we've seen in other states How do you think that's affected your state's budget? Well, we do have numerous guidelines in and directives about maintaining six feet distancing and wearing a mask. We have a mask mandate. So we have done a great deal in terms of 
of what individuals can do to stop the spread of the virus. What we haven't done is have broad-based closures of businesses uh, sheltering in place. We haven't done that. We've done it targeted, like our restaurants are still open uh, two-thirds capacity, so we haven't shut them down. And our gyms, uh, our indoor spaces are at two-thirds capacity. So there's still some, but we have not done the shut them down because that just simply puts people out of work at a time that everyone has struggled and uh, they don't need to be in the unemployment line. Is that part of the reason why Arkansas's state budget has done better than predicted? I'm sure that's a factor because, you know, that impacts our individual income tax rate. It wasn't a motivation. Uh, We're not doing it so that we can make sure we collect sufficient amount of taxes. But uh, obviously, if people are working and have an income, they pay taxes on that and that does impact the budget. And uh, our unemployment rate is below the national average now. And we have been quicker to recover because we didn't shut everything down. The state now is facing an increase in COVID cases and deaths recently. Would anything make you consider more broad-based lockdowns? You know, whenever you're governing, you can't say we'll never do anything. For example, we just found out a new strain of the virus in the UK. Well, what if that hits us? I can't say we'll never do something, but that is the last thing we want to do is to put any additional restrictions on businesses that are barely, barely making it. And so that's not uh, the objective. After the break, the $600 checks heading out to Americans and what the governor thinks about what was included in the stimulus. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. The stimulus bill includes $600 in direct payments and $300 weekly increase to unemployment. Do you think that's enough for people in your state who are struggling right now? I think it's the right amount. I mean, it's over and above what would they ordinarily get for unemployment compensation. Now, we want to make sure that they're seeking jobs. Uh, That's an important part of the equation and that we don't pay them so much that They say, why should we go to work? Because I make less money at work than I would on unemployment with the additional compensation. If you do not have people working, there's longer term consequences to that structurally to our economy, 
to the families involved because, you know, it's not a temporary elimination of a job or postponement of a job. It's a permanent elimination of it. And so I look at this as assistance during a very difficult time, but that we want our economy to come back and we do want uh, our businesses to be able to stay open as we manage our way through the vaccine. When you look at the things that are in the stimulus package that will help states, things like funding for public schools, vaccine distribution, transportation, do you think that's enough to meet the needs that states are facing across the U.S. right now? This latest stimulus package does have some things that will help the states. Uh, For example, there's uh, money for uh, broadband. This is a great need that we have uh, here in Arkansas in a rural state. And so that uh, investment in broadband is going to be, I think it's $7 billion is what I understand. Uh, And now we don't know what that comes down to each individual state, but that's going to help us budget-wise, help us to meet uh, our obligations. There's going to be money for K through uh, 12 education. So there's going to be a lot of support within that package for the states that will help. In terms of what the great needs are, it's vaccine distribution. And right now, the federal government has taken the load of this with their paying the cost of the vaccine and the distribution, the delivery, but the state is having to manage this. And whenever you get to the general populations, there's going to be much more uh, money required to inoculate uh, the general population. How much do you think it will cost the states to distribute the vaccine? We've actually uh, tried to put a pencil to that. And it could be close to $30 million for a state like Arkansas if we had to hire additional nurses, which is hard to do in order to cover the mass of the population. A little bit unknown, but uh, that is something our Department of Health looked at and put that dollar figure on it. Have you been vaccinated yet? I haven't. And, you know, I think it's a really tough call there because, uh, Uh, You know, the vice president was vaccinated, President-elect Biden, and they're setting an example saying, hey, we all need to do this. You know, from my standpoint, I just want our healthcare workers who have been on the line to make sure they're vaccinated. And then I just can't step in front of one of our elderly that's in a long-term care facility that we're losing them so quickly. I want them vaccinated. So I think those two criteria should be done then. I'll be in line and wait my turn, but I will be vaccinated. Uh, The first lady and I already made that commitment in public. So we're telling the public we will do it. We just want to wait for the right time, make sure those other priority cases get vaccinated first. You sounded a bit hopeful that we could have another stimulus package that has state aid in 2021. What gives you that hope, given how it took nine months to get this latest stimulus package passed? Well, I mean, first of all, President-elect Biden has indicated he's going to push for another package next year. So the debate's going to happen. And there's going to be a case for an additional round of relief uh, whenever you look at the states that have been tremendously impacted uh, more than others because of COVID, because of economic restrictions, because of the nature of the economy. That is something that needs to be considered next year. But in terms of the immediate relief that we have, this is something that was hard fought and worked for and obviously not easy to achieve. You think how difficult it was to just get this round of stimulus for the citizens and small businesses 
how hard is it going to be to do another round? Uh, a lot's going to depend upon the elections that are coming up, perhaps uh, in Georgia. But we are going to have that debate. Right, because Democrats obviously have been pushing more broadly for state aid. So if they win control of the Senate, state aid might be more likely to get passed. Does that mean that you're rooting for the Democrats to win the Georgia runoff? Nope, nope, not at all, not at all. No, I, I, I do think uh, America needs that check and balance. How does that impact uh, this debate? I think that uh, even the conservative Senate will look at legitimate needs that have to be addressed, and they will weigh it very carefully because our national budget is at stake and what we're going to leave for our grandchildren to pay off on our debt. And uh, that has to be balanced with what are the legitimate needs that we have now. So if the Biden administration does push another debate and push forward another stimulus package, as they signal that they will, what else would you be pushing for it to include? I think you've got to look at the vaccine distribution because we'll know more in January and February than we do now in terms of the specific cost. I think you've got to look at education. That's an area that with the start and stop, with the going virtual and in-classroom instruction, you're going to need to put some additional money in K-12 through education to help us with our teachers, with the extra cost of having in-classroom instruction and the option of virtual as well. Also, you have to look at the Medicaid side of things. Right now, we have an enhanced Medicaid reimbursement from the federal government. That's something that can be extended. So those are a number of different options beyond just simply flexible cash to the states that will also be debated. But whenever you look at the economy in each individual state, we're dependent upon the economy of the nation as a whole. And so let's recover. Let's be strong again. And if it takes additional aid for the states, well-defined and guarded, I think that's a good thing for our country. Governor Hutchinson, thanks so much for your time. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thank you. That's all for today, Monday, December 21st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.